Good morning, and peace be with you. I'll direct your attention to announcements in the blue insert. Um, I want to point out and give thanks to the missions. Uh, last month, we focused our giving to Alice Gallagher and her attaining a uh, special uh, dog that is a service dog. And my understanding is we're well over $1,000. And so thank you. Um, we're going to continue this month um, to uh, see if we can uh, up, up that number a little bit. Not everybody had heard about it. Uh, in some of my visitations to the homebound, I've mentioned it, and people have expressed a desire to um, contribute to her. And so we're going to keep it open for another month. And again, I thank you for your, your generosity. Uh, we have uh, Bible studies during the week. The Word of God is a very important thing for all of us to, uh, to be a part of, to be in. And uh, so we have several opportunities uh, for you to engage with each other. And if not there, I would encourage you to do it on your own or with other small groups. It's, it's good for you, just like your vegetables when you were younger. Eat your vegetables. So uh, please uh, consider that. And then uh, we had a, a wonderful memorial service, and I want to thank everyone who was able to come. And on behalf of the family, the Jones family, um, it was a blessing uh, to be together, uh, to remember uh, DeForest, and uh, I ask that you would continue to keep that family in your prayers for mercy and peace and healing uh, during this tender time. And then uh, we have a special guest this morning, and it's our beloved Jane. And it is her birthday today, and I know that there wasn't a large-scale uh, uh, announcement of her birthday, so um, we're going to say happy birthday together uh, this morning. We're going to sing you happy birthday. There are uh, a basket of cards, and I will bet that those that don't have a card in the basket yet would like your address, and we'll have Ashley get that for you all. And that way, your birthday kind of like lasts all week long with uh, cards and so forth that come. So we are so glad to see you, Jane. And, uh, and I just met uh, Tyler's boy here. This is, he <laughs> looked at me like, oh my, it's Santa Claus, only in white. And uh, so welcome to you two gentlemen, and <clears throat> can we get a little, uh, happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday dear Jane, happy birthday to you and many more. <laughs> Welcome. It's always better to have you here with us. <laughs> it's great to have you. Tim, can you get us started, please, sir?
hid from our eyes Most blessed, most glorious, the Ancient of Days Almighty, victorious, thy great name we praise Unresting, unhasting, and silent as light like mountains high soaring above thy clouds which are fountains of goodness and small to all life thou livest the true life of all we blossom and flourish as leaves on the tree and wither and perish but not changeth Please stand if you're able. We come together this morning in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins to God our Father, most merciful God. We confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your presence and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. And as your called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. Worthy is Christ, the Lamb who was slain, whose blood set us free to be people of God. Power and wisdom and wisdom and strength and honor and blessing and glory are his. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. Sing with all the people of God and join in the hymn of all creation. Blessing and honor and glory and might 
be to God and the Lamb forever. Amen. This is the feast of victory for our God, for the Lamb who was slain has begun his reign. Alleluia, alleluia. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and merciful God, it is by your grace that we live as your people who offer acceptable service. Grant that we may walk by faith and not by sight in the way that leads to eternal life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. The first reading is taken from the book of Genesis, chapter 15, verses 1 through 6, and this can be found on page 20 in the Pew Bible. Genesis 15, 1 through 6. After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. But Abram said, Sovereign Lord, What can you give me since I remain childless and the one who will inherit my estate is Eleazar of Damascus? And Abraham said, You have given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. Then the word of the Lord came to him, This man will not be your heir, but a son who is of your own flesh and blood will be your heir. He took him outside and said, Look up at the sky and count the stars. If indeed you can count them, then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. Abraham believed the Lord, and he credited it to him as righteousness. We will read Psalm 33, verses 12 through 22. It's printed on page 6 in the bulletin. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he chose for his inheritance. From heaven, the Lord looks down and sees all mankind. From his dwelling place, he watches all who live on earth. He who forms the hearts of all, who considers everything they do. No king is saved by the size of his army. No warrior escapes by his great strength. A horse is a vain hope for deliverance. Despite all its great strength, it cannot be saved. But the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, on those whose hope is in his unfailing love. And from death and keep them alive in famine. We wait in hope for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. May your unfailing love be with us, Lord, even as we put our hope in you. The next reading is taken from the book of Hebrews, 
chapter 11, verses 1 through 16, and this can be found on page 1874 in the Pew Bible. Hebrews 11, 1 through 16. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. By faith, Abel brought God a better offering than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as righteous when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith, Abel still speaks even though he is dead. By faith, Enoch was taken from his life so that what he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. By faith, by his faith, he condemned the world and became heir of righteousness that is in keeping with faith. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. By faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. And so from this one man, and he as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand in the seashore. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on earth. People say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Alleluia. (laughs) 
The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke from the 12th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Our Gospel this morning is from St. Luke, chapter 12, verses 22 through 40, and can be found on page 1618 in your pew Bible. Luke records, Then Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothes. Consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn, yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable are you? than birds. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? Consider how the wild flowers grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you, you of little faith? And do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it. For the pagan, the pagan world runs after such things and your Father knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your Father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will never fail, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Be dressed, ready for service, and keep your lamps burning, like servants waiting for their master to return from a wedding banquet, so that when he comes and knocks, they can immediately open the door for him. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them watching when he comes. Truly, I tell you, he will dress himself to serve, will have them recline at the table, and will come and wait on them. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them ready, even if he comes in the middle of the night or toward daybreak. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready, because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts 
Be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. So the gospel that we just heard uh, picks up right where last week's gospel ended. And it is that Jesus had finished teaching the parable last week of the wealthy fool to the crowds who came out to listen to him. And he had been warning about worshiping gifts instead of worshiping the giver. And his teaching is a warning to the wealthy who are tempted to fall in love with the things that they have. But it is also a warning to the rest of us who are tempted to fall in love with the things that we want. The gospel we just heard begins with the words, and he said to his disciples. And this is important because this indicates that Jesus took his disciples aside for some additional teaching after he had finished teaching the crowds. And by this time in his ministry, his disciples included the original 12, the 72 that he sent off, and then other believers. And after Jesus ascended, many of these same people would form the seed from which the Lord would grow his church. So the Jesus began teaching by rephrasing the teaching that we heard last week. Last week, we heard Jesus say, one's life does not consist in abundance of his possessions. However, this morning, we heard him say, life is more than food and the body more than clothing. And although the words are different, the basic thought is the same. Your life is not about what you have. In the first case, Jesus was warning those who relied and depended on earthly wealth because they thought that they had enough. And in the second case, Jesus was warning those who relied and depended on earthly wealth but were worried that they did not have enough. Now, whether you trust wealth in your, or if you trust in your wealth because you think you have enough or whether you worry that you don't have enough, your faith is in the wrong thing. It is in what you do or it is in what you do not have. Now these words of Jesus teach us that worry is idolatry. When we worry, we are saying one of two things about God. We are either saying that God is not powerful enough to help us, or that God is powerful, but he doesn't care. 
Or maybe, maybe he even wants to hold us back. In any case, we are saying that we cannot rely on God and that we must rely on ourselves and on our stuff. When we trust in ourselves above all things, we are saying that we are God, little g God. And when we trust in our stuff above all things, we are saying that our stuff is a little g God. And either way, we are committing adultery, excuse me, idolatry. We are not trusting in God above all things. In fact, we are not trusting in God at all. And worry is not only spiritually damaging, but it isn't even helpful in this earthly world. Worry accomplishes absolutely nothing, but worry can be physically harmful. Jesus said, which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his lifespan? And then he said, if then you are not able to do as small a thing as that, why are you anxious about the rest? Even modern medical community, the scientific consensus, tells us that stress, the stress of anxiety, can cause a variety of disorders. And it can even shorten our life. Worry. Now, it may seem strange to point out, but the truth is, humanity manages to worry even when things were perfect or are perfect. Well, they're not perfect anymore, but back when they were perfect, in Genesis, back in Eden, Eve was worried. Now, that's something different than you've heard before, but the seeds of worry were planted by the serpent, the seeds of worry were planted when Eve began to wonder about the forbidden fruit. She thought that maybe God was holding something back about the fruit's benefit. In spite of the fact, and this is the fact, that Eve was the queen of the entire universe and that she could look forward to an immortal life of perfect health, and perfect happiness. And yet, by a suggestion, she became worried. Thoughts like this may have come across her mind. Perhaps God does, God was not allowing me or her to develop to her full potential. And she trusted the word of a serpent more than the word of God who she walked with in the garden. Worry is one of the sins that Adam and Eve allowed into the world. And when, that is when they fell into sin. The corruption of sin that brought frustration, that brought injury, illness, and death into this world also makes us worriers from our birth. Worry is part of of the package that comes with the original sin. Okay, what can be done? 
What can be done about this worry? We look to Scripture. Jesus said, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, about what you will eat, nor about your body, what you will put on it. Jesus says, For life is more than food, and the body more than clothing. And at first, it may seem that Jesus is telling us to simply change our attitude. And if we are not careful, we might take these words to mean that we should just buck up. Suck it up, buttercup, right? We've heard that. Get with the program. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Maybe we should just adopt a a, a happy attitude and then all of our worries will go away. Fake it till you make it. And if that were all that Jesus meant when he said these words, we would have every right to be in despair because in spite of our best efforts, we still worry. But thankfully, there is much more for us in his words. You need to remember that Jesus was speaking to his disciples in this gospel today. Jesus was speaking to the ones who believed. Jesus is speaking to you. And because of that, he could be more personal with them. After all, Jesus had already taught them to think of him as their brother, so that his father was also their father, your father. And he taught them to pray, beginning with the words, Our Father. So when Jesus taught the crowds, though, he taught the crowds, he spoke of the God who said, You fool! This night your soul is required of you, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? But when Jesus taught this lesson that we heard this morning, he taught this, Fear not, little flock, For it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Do you see the difference? Those who believe in Jesus for the forgiveness of sins have that relationship of dear child to a dear Father. As it says in the Gospel according to John, John said, To all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. You're the king's kids. Once again, he's not saying, you fool. He's saying, fear not, little one. Fear not. Tyler, I bet you had that conversation with that little one. Fear not comforting him, rubbing his little back, and he probably wasn't when he was in your arms. Family, that's how it is as children of the living God, the comfort that he gives. Remember that. Imagine that. Jesus doesn't just tell us that life is more than food. He gives us life. Life with Jesus is more than just the years that we spend here on earth. 
We were remembering that when we said goodbye to DeForest and remembered him. Everlasting life he is in right now, face to face with Jesus. And by calling attention to the short life of the grass of the field, Jesus reminds us that we inherited an immortal soul from our first father, Adam. A soul that was breathed into him by the very breath of God. The end of our lives here on this earth is not our final destination. Our final destination is in eternity. Now Jesus gently chides us for worrying about clothing by reminding us that clothing that he provides for even the simplest flower is superior to the finest clothing that Solomon's tailors could design. Jesus is not just talking about flowers here. No, he's, he's telling us that in eternity we too shall rise with newly transformed and immortal bodies. Bodies that are more than clothing. And God has provided a new set of clothes for us that far exceeds all other clothes. He has clothed us in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. This is the righteousness of Christ's perfect and sinless life. And as the prophet Isaiah wrote, he wrote this, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall exult in my God, for he has clothed me in the garments of salvation, and he has covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself like a priest with a beautiful headdress, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. We did not have the right to wear a righteous dress, but Jesus, the Christ, he took our filthy rags, the filthy rags of our worry and other sins, he took those and nailed them to the cross. And with his sacrificial suffering and death, he earned the right for us to wear his eternal righteousness. Now he gives us the right to be adopted as his brothers so that we can wear the glorious robes of his righteousness and call his father our father. God has clothing for us that is infinitely better than the clothing of the grass, which as we know is alive in the field today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven. We have the assurance that Jesus has earned all these gifts for us because he did not remain in the grave after he died for us, but he rose from the dead and he ascended to rule at the right hand of the Father. And this resurrection assures us that the glorious robes of Christ's righteousness now belong to us. They belong to you. They belong to me. And the Holy Spirit gives these robes to us through the Word of God. As the Holy Spirit inspired the Apostle Paul to write, faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the Word of Christ. We can hear those words 
as they are read, as they are preached, or as they come to us in absolution. And we can feel those words with the water of our baptism, and we can taste those words as the bread and the wine that transport the body and blood of Christ into our mouths. It is through these means that the Holy Spirit has chosen to create and nurture the miracle of faith. And it is the Holy Spirit's gift of faith that covers us with the robe of Christ's righteousness. So when you worry and the Holy Spirit reminds you that it is a sin, he will also remind you that you are a baptized child of God. And he will remind you that Jesus has redeemed you from sin, death, and the power of the devil with his holy precious blood and his innocent suffering and death. And he will remind you that you wear the righteousness of Christ and not even the grass of the fields are arrayed as gloriously. And he will remind you that after that grass has long since been converted to smoke, you will wear those robes of Christ's righteousness in eternity, in the eternity of his presence. For after all, we have the promise of Jesus. Which promise does he keep? All of them. And his promise is this, Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you his kingdom today and every day. In the name of Jesus, amen.
Will you please stand if you're able? Let us now confess together our faith to the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. And on the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. As a family in Jesus Christ, let us pray. Dear Lord and God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we gather this morning to praise your holy name. Most merciful Heavenly Father, we come to you in our Savior Jesus' name, truly thankful for the privilege of speaking to you in prayer. Holy Spirit, we know that answers to our prayers are sometimes yes, sometimes yes, but not yet, and sometimes no because you have something better for us when we can, than we can ever imagine. Please instill patience in our hearts to trust you and wait for your will to be done in our lives, however long that takes. Holy Father, we praise you for all your mighty works and what shines forth from them, power, wisdom, kindness, justice, mercy, and truth. Thank you, Lord, for temperate weather around us and a beautiful environment that we can enjoy as we struggle with the hate-filled world around us. Seeing your amazing creative hand in our surroundings brings calm and hope in place of our anxiety and fear. Thank you for this gift. Lord, thank you for sustaining our lives each day. You are the giver of all good things and look after your entire creation. Teach us and lead us to be grateful for our physical blessings and to be content with all that we have received. Holy Spirit, help us to look to Almighty God for our daily needs, casting whatever worries we have about the future on you. Holy Spirit, we thank you for being actively present within the hearts and minds of our Pastor Ken and members of this small but faithful congregation Please keep us all healthy in mind and body, and lead us to recognize distress within our members and friends' lives and families, and to provide comfort and assistance as we are able. Thank you, Lord, for being present in the memorial service and celebration of the life of DeForest Jones on Friday, where your gospel was proclaimed. We pray that your gospel was heard by all present and will bring the lost to faith by the power of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for the life and service of DeForest among us and pray for comfort for Peggy and his entire family 
filling their hearts with fond memories and joy in the knowledge that he is now in your holy presence. Likewise, we give thanks and praise to you for all those in our congregation and their families who have also come home to you when you have called. We also give you thanks once again for your holy written word and scripture. We have short memories and are easily distracted, especially when Satan whispers into our minds and corrupts our understanding. Holy Spirit, please help us to spend more time listening to, your, to our Holy Father than we do listening to the evil voices that have flooded our society and seek to destroy. Please also help us to teach our children and grandchildren about the perils of social media so that they use this technology to interact with their peers as they do, they may avoid its pitfalls. We also pray that you would open their minds to hearing the advice given by their elders and demonstrating more wisdom at their age than we probably did. We pray for those who have been harmed by violent storms around our country and the world, those in the path of wildfires and those harmed by tragedies, natural and man-made, throughout the world. We give you thanks for those persons risking their lives to respond to these disasters and ask for your protective shield of safety around them. We pray for those who travel and request that you bring them home safely and securely to their families. Lord, we pray for the safety, security, and wisdom for our nation. There are rumors of war all around the world. National leaders everywhere are acting irrationally or with an aptitude driven by greed for power and wealth or out of pure hatred for each other. We are surrounded by those seeking to destroy us and even by those who have infiltrated our borders. We know and accept that you are in control and that your will will be done, whether or not we believe or accept it. Like King David, we confess that we are sinful but even so, plead for your merciful protection from our enemies. If you allow us to be destroyed, who will protect the weak and powerless? Please don't abandon our nation, though we deserve it. But for the sake of your faithful, show us how to overcome our poor decisions. We pray for the safety of all of our military members, law enforcement officers, and firefighters. Please continue to shield all of them from harm. Please shield our police around the nation from the violence of anarchists and others who profess hatred. Holy Spirit, you know our hearts and you know we have trust issues. We say we trust in God our Father, but we always add a but, because we're not in charge. Thank you that we are not. Please strengthen our hearts and minds to let go of our perceived control and really trust our Father to work his plan for our lives. Finally, we now share with you our personal prayers kept deep in our hearts or spoken aloud. Into your hands, Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, amen. And now may the peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us share the peace.
Will you pray with me? Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things. Through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts. With them we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made for the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord, who, is, who on this day overcame death and the grave and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, Lord God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took the bread and he gave thanks. And then he broke it, giving it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, Jesus took the cup and he, and he gave thanks. And then he gave it to his disciples saying, Take and drink. This is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, that we proclaim Christ's death, his resurrection, and his glorious coming again. Let us now pray together the prayer that Jesus, our brother, gave to us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. Don't worry, little flock. The price that you and I could not pay has been paid. Through his body and through his blood, we are rescued from sin, death, and the power of the devil. Be not afraid, little flock. You are a child of God. Be not afraid, little flock. Come, 
The table is prepared for you.
worry, be happy. I couldn't help that. But it's true. And uh, it's something that Jesus wants to impart on you. And when we find ourselves in despair, when we find ourselves unhappy or worried, may we also hear, be given ears to hear the Holy Spirit saying, Fear not, little lamb. And now the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you.